interrupting you. Get her. And him. Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. Today we're talking about Doctor Who. We're going to be talking about a new series, fourth season, first episode called Partners in Crime. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. So we have David Tennant coming back to Partners in Crime with um, Catherine Tate. Before we get into that, anything else we want to talk about? I do do want to mention... Go ahead. I finally decided to watch season two of Picard. I have like three episodes left, and I'm like, it the, it seemed like it could have worked. It was a good idea, but geez, some of the stuff they threw in there was just like, get on with it already. Like, God, oh, so now he's like captured, arrested for the police because he materialized out of thin air. I'm just like, let's hurry up and get to the resolution already. And it just seemed too much like discovery a little bit where they were just like preaching 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 because they were like in 2024 la and i'm just like oh give it a break let's get on with the story but some I, of I, it is, is is all right but some of I, I like the first season better let's just say that i just ha- i haven't even watched the last episode yet i have just no, no interest but I, i'll get to it eventually I'm watching a bunch of other shows. I'm watching Cobra Kai now, which I really like. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm also tackling um, Peacock. The streaming service Peacock uh, has 30 universal horror films that are now available. Some some of them I have already, but um, or I've seen already, but I'm going to try to go through all those. There's a lot I've never seen. I did that last year. Mm-hmm. They did obviously they do it every year. I did that last year, and I was oh, just like, yeah. some of them. I'm just like, oh my god, these are pretty bad. Yeah, but there's I, a few few I haven't seen, and I'm gonna rewatch the ones I've already seen before. Like I just watched Dracula, which I love, and so we'll see. I also found out that Queen Elizabeth was a Doctor Who fan. And of that, course, and that she. That. Oh, you did? Did you know that she had when she would go? To the summer up to Balmoral, up in Scotland, she would ask the BBC to make her um, a DVD set so she can bring up up there with her, so she can like binge watch the whole series that had just aired. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about that. But we not have the internet. What the heck? <laughs> <clears throat> well, you know, she's busy being the queen and uh-huh. keeping her. Dumb children in mind. <laughs> There's BBC iPlayer, like the rest of us slobs have to do. The cl- well, maybe she's just old fashioned and she just yeah. likes to use. She probably wanted it on VHS, but yeah. You know. Hilarious. I didn't but know. I was that. just yeah. I was just like, wow, that's 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 pretty interesting. It's like she's one of us. <laughs> well, was she was she in a couple of episodes? Her who just retired was obviously her her uh, lookalike just retired. Oh, okay. Funny enough was the one that was in uh, Silver Nemesis and that one with uh, Kylie Minogue. I can't remember which one that was. Wage of the Damned, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Doctor. But I've seen a picture of her with a <laughs> okay. Dalek before. Um, yeah. She, she's a fan. I was like, she's one of us. <laughs> I knew Charles was a fan because he has been he could. photographed several times. Visiting he could be. 
Yeah. I mean, he looks like a nerd, so. Or I should say, the king looks like a nerd. So. so weird. That is so strange to me to hear that King Charles the Third. Yeah. It sounds weird, doesn't it? Especially as that's the Doesn't it just seem weird? And now that William is now Prince of Wales, and it's just like, or as my son calls him, so the bald one is next in line. I said, yes, yes, the bald one is, if Charles dies, will be the next king. He goes, oh, okay. Yeah, I had to explain that whole why why is Camilla not queen? Why was Philip not the king thing to a couple of people? Well, it was and, easy. Oh, I, 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 well. I mean, it's she, not easy if you don't under if you don't understand how the line of succession works. Well, Philip couldn't you know? be king because Elizabeth was queen and ruler of England because you didn't want someone to have a rank higher than than her. So that's why he couldn't be king because he could never inherit the throne. Right. Like that Camilla too. can't inherit the throne. No, you know, she's just she's her. like the queen's mom. She's just a, but she was yeah. an actual queen. Well, Camilla is the consort because well, you know the whole Diana thing. Well, no, she any anybody who is not able to inherit the throne is is a consort. Um, well, that includes Diana, uh, Elizabeth's mother. Because I thought that? she was a, I thought Elizabeth's mother was a queen. No, she was the queen mother. But no, she was queen consort when she was queen because she oh, okay. was the throne. They just Got don't it. tend to use that title. I think they are using it for Camilla because she's Camilla. Right. Um. Okay. Uh, well, that's, okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, another. We talked about Bernard Cribbins already, and one of the reasons we're watching this episode is because Bernard Cribbins has passed away. Uh, also, David Warner, I don't think we mentioned oh. him. In a, yeah, he had passed away. Uh, he has some Doctor Who connections, obviously, um, or maybe not uh, as obvious. No, he was in the uh, the one with the Ice Warriors with Matt Smith, which I can't. He was the one who liked 80s music, the Russian that liked 80s music. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. He was one actor. I always a character actor that I always wanted to see because he was in Star Trek, obviously. He was in Tron. He was in, like, all these Janeer movies, and I never got a chance to meet him. Hmm? He was in the, the uh, or no, the, oh, yeah. um, oh, the Omen. Yeah, I never got a um, chance to see him because I never, I never either wasn't able to go to the convention or he was never in this area. Uh, he was in uh, the, the uh, he was Jack the Ripper in the, um, uh, is it time? Yeah. Um, no, H.G. Wells and Jack the Ripper in. Come on, guys. You remember that movie? Was it Time After Time? Yeah, Time After Time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julie, have you ever seen that movie? Time After Time? I don't think so. I think Nicholas. Is that the one by Nicholas Myers? Uh, 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 Khan and oh. Star Trek VI. Okay, is this an old movie, right? 1979? Malcolm. Um, yes, 1979. Malcolm McDowell, David Warner. Malcolm McDowell is H.G. Um, Wells. He has a time machine, and Jack the Ripper escapes in it to present day, and he has to go back. He has to go into the 1979 to get Jack the Ripper. Was this written by Nicholas Myers? Uh, let me look it up. While he's looking it up, no, I am actually... Yeah, it hmm? was Nicholas yes. Myers. Yeah. Directed yeah. by Nicholas Meyer and story by Steve Gates. 
reading a Sherlock Holmes novel written by Nicholas Myers. He's written a whole bunch. So I've been, I found a whole bunch of them, a bunch of them that I didn't know about, and I bought them used somewhere, either eBay or Amazon Marketplace. But yeah, I'm reading his newest one. I'm trying to read his newest one, but I get distracted and like squirrel and, and read something else. <laughs> If you get a chance, Julia, try to see if you can watch that movie because it's pretty good. Oh, it yeah, looks sure. like like. I mean, it's historical yeah. history stuff. Um, I'm sure you can find it streaming for free somewhere because it's old. Well, it says it's available on Prime Video, but you got to buy it. Oh, look, oh. I'll have... Well, this is what it says on IMDb. They're not always right. No, they're uh, not. Sometimes okay. if you... Yeah, so... Anyway. Um, well, anyways, yeah, David Warner, um, really good actor. Um, so going back to Partners in Crime, um, I, I was – it's been a, quite a while before since I've watched the Donna Noble series, and I've always said that I think Donna Noble has been my favorite companion of the new show and still holds true because nothing's changed. <laughs> um, and – I'm glad I watched this episode because it's one of those things where I know these episodes are good, but I haven't watched them in a long time. And I'm complaining about other seasons, even though the season before this is pretty fantastic. Um, but watching this episode, I think I had some criticisms of it, which I don't seem to have anymore because I, I just really, really like this episode. Uh, you know, it's funny. I had, I was like, Oh, this one, I have to watch. This one. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I watched it. I was like, "That was really good." Like, because all I I was fixated on the fat, you know. Yes. Yeah. Like, this is the one about the fat, and she's waving to the fat, but yeah. it's really not about the fat. Yeah. And no, it's not. It, it was. It was so good. And that opening sequence when she goes into the adipose industries building, and he's going in the back way, and they're just like you know, just missing each other. Like, he crosses mm. the street, and then she crosses behind the car. That You know, that was so well done. Yeah. I loved that. And, and Our favorite... A, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, it's a very fast-paced, but it sets everything up beautifully. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it It's back and forth, back and forth, and it shows kind of like they're both doing the same thing. They're both trying to find out the answer to this, and they're just doing it different ways. One's using a sonic screwdriver, the other one is pretending to be a worker there and everything and it just and, and the, the biggest thing was i didn't like donna noble in the the um the runaway the bride runaway bride i didn't like her at all yeah. I, I didn't like that she that, was so. annoying in that one she yeah. was more like her character that she does on for when she does skits on tv yeah. she was kind yeah. of more like that but this donna noble i love and this episode i was i remember watching this for the first time going oh my god this is actually she's playing it really good i, I was waiting for her to, to turn a couple of moments she was like Ooh, but for the most part she was realistic a real character favorite Unlike yeah favorite scene is when they're both in behind windows yeah and they realize they look and doctor goes donna <laughs> because like you're reading the, the lips he's like donna yeah. and then donna goes Oh my God! And she's pointing. It's you. <laughs> yeah. And then the whole scene. And then all of a sudden, the uh, what's her name? Uh, Miss Foster. 
Miss yeah. Foster is there and she's like, are you guys, are we interrupting? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good scene. I was just, I was just like, yeah. Uh, my, I, I, yeah. I liked it when they were gophering up and down over the um, cubicle walls. <laughs> yeah. Anybody got any paper? I need a pen. Blah, 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 blah. So. Yeah, really well written, and, and I, I, I'm sorry. I, there's a horse in here, and it's dead. We've been beating it for the last three years, but I'm going to continue to beat it. That's how good writing is, yeah. Chibnall, just for your information. Okay, so anyways. Speaking of that, the Centennial episode is supposed to probably be the weekend of the 22nd, 23rd, because they have the, list, they have the listing out for all the Centennial stuff, and it's that week. So it may be the 23rd. 23rd of what? October. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. So we have one more let's rip yeah. into Chibnall episode to go. No, but we also <laughs> can rip into the whole season overview. We'll, we'll continue. I can't do that. I can't rewatch the whole seasons. I can't do uh, that. No, no, we're not going to. We, we're just going I, to I, go I said from I memory. Gonna, I, I said I was going to, but I haven't started yet, and I'm like, maybe I probably won't. <laughs> I was going to do a rewatch for the celebrate the 60th anniversary, and I'm thinking of just skipping that era and just like stopping at Capaldi, like, okay. Yeah, we're just going to pretend that never happened. We're going to retcon the whole thing. So uh, we have the um, the adipose, the cute little adipose. Um, they were awfully cute, though. They I had like stuffed animals. That. Oh, they did, and I wanted one bad. <laughs> I, I got one somewhere. Yeah, I gave yeah. it to your daughter for a birthday present or a oh, Christmas yeah, yeah, present. Yeah. It's buried in a toy box somewhere. She she was like looked at it and kind of threw it in a toy box, and that was the end of it. I bring it out once, and not recently, but I bring it out and go, ooh, look. Well, you can do that now, and she go, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's your that's your saying now, bro. Well, what's it doing? What's it doing in your house? Well, it's going after. Uh, can because you know it has it has plenty of food to eat. No, anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, I, one of my biggest things I didn't like about this episode initially was Miss Foster. I didn't like her, her character, especially at the end where she falls in that um, Looney Tunes way, where the thing disappears and she's <gasps> and then there's a delay that she falls. But that didn't bother me as much. I. I did not realize that Miss Foster was played um, by Sarah Lancashire. I don't know if you guys have ever seen her in anything else. She did this fabulous series called Happy Valley that is really, really good. That you should watch. It's a crime drama. That's my thing. But she's great in it. She's just fantastic. And, like, I don't think there's anything I've seen her in that I haven't been like, well, that was wonderful. So... I highly recommend Happy Valley if you have not seen it. And I didn't even realize that was her because she looked so prim and proper. And she doesn't usually look like that. Yeah. I liked her. I thought I thought she was good. I did think that ending where she falls, they turn off the tractor beam and she falls. That was like... So now they got the children and they're all set. They don't need you anymore. Yeah. The, the look on her face of realization and then whoop. Yeah. Now, speak, speaking of good writing, we have a, a very neat little thing where Miss Foster's going, we have her, we're going to get her. And mm. you're, you're led into believing that they figured out Donna, but we didn't actually see, and we ended up being that reporter. So that was another little twist that maybe was telegraphed, but it wasn't as obvious. 
I didn't realize it was the same girl that Donna yeah. was talking to in the in the cubicle, mm-hmm. as had been at the press release or the um, what do you call it? press conference that Miss Foster did. I yeah. didn't realize it was the same girl. I just wasn't paying enough attention. You know, and and in the in the um, press conference, she had her hair down, and it was very big and puffy. And then when she was working there, she had it all scraped back, and she was in a much more business-like suit. And I, I just wasn't even looking at faces really. I was more paying attention to what Donna was doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was a. I I had totally forgotten that until until it happened when I watched it last night. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> The other, the other thing that really put Donna Noble's character in, and then what, what, what we're obviously getting to Bernard Cribbins here, is Donna's lifestyle. Um, we, we, we see a, how her mother's kind of hounding her all the time, and and there's like a, the way it's shot with the, with the fast, you know, it's almost like it's um, sped up or whatever, all this and this, blah blah blah, and she's just like bored, not moving. She's just kind of like, like just yeah. hunched over, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, "Where's Granddad? Oh, you know where he is." And it was a totally different atmosphere. It was like, she goes out there, and I felt so, you know, he's there out there with his telescope, and it was just a like a completely different. Her whole body, her whole body language. Yeah. You know, yeah. at the kitchen table, she's hunched over her cup of tea blank face just listening to her mother harangue her her mother was awful mm-hmm. awful woman and she's she very to, horrible to her yeah yeah and then she goes up the hill and there's her grandfather and he's all accepting and she sort of flops down on that blanket and leans back on her arms and opens up her chest and and smiles this just genuine like beautiful yeah. smile at him and i was like Oh, oh. Yeah. you know, I mean, I got all teary. I'm getting all teary yeah. now just thinking about it. Yeah, and he's obviously, the two of them together sell it really, really well. The whole um, chemistry between them and, and the, the change, like you mentioned, of, of environment. Uh, and then the scene that, that really, again, another moment where I'm like, wow, this, this show is really hitting hard is when the doctor's in the TARDIS and he starts talking and he pan, it pans out and, yeah, and there's no one there. there. Yeah. And he yeah. just stops and then he doesn't keep talking and everything. And, yeah. you know, the doctor's. Yeah. I was, too. you know, I was telling my, my son who I was sitting down here while I was watching it um, and didn't want to watch it because he was like, I'm not watching the one about the pad again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and so I was watching, I had my headphones on and, and I kept, and I pot like, 10 minutes before the end, I'm like, you should have watched this with me because this is so not just about the fat. It is about all of these people's relationships with each other. And that's when I think Doctor Who is the best, is at its absolute peak, is when it shows how these people have relationships with each other. It showed how lonely the Doctor was. It showed how conflicted he was when Donna, like, unpacked her car at the end of, with all of her suitcases. And um, and he was like, oh, gosh, do I really want to get involved with somebody again because I'm just going to get hurt again? Like, you could see all that on his face. He didn't even say anything. You could just see all these thoughts on his face. Yeah. And, and it was just, it was beautiful. 
I can't believe I'm gushing over this episode because I just was like the, <laughs> the fat one. I, I loved it. And, and I'm like, wait a minute. There's episodes in this season that I love more. Uh, wait, you know, maybe I should watch those and, and see has, has it changed that much. And I'm not saying that it's because Chibnall's given us garbage for the last three years and this is how it is. But we've also watched um, other things as well. And, and this just does... Yeah, maybe I just didn't notice as much of this. I love the scene where the UFO goes past and, and um, Bernard Cribbins looks away for a second. Yeah. And it doesn't see it. It's facing the wrong way. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. And and knowing what happens later on... He's got, it, his, he's got his Walkman on so he can't hear it. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's... I'm glad we picked this episode for him. It, it the, One of the reasons we picked it was because he was in it. It's not his first appearance in the new series because he's he's obviously in the um, Voyage of the Damned. Voyage of the Damned, but not as much. He's just kind of. But this is a really it sets he sets up the Donna Noble character. If it wasn't for him, yeah, the, the Donna the Donna Noble, I would still be going after this episode. Going, well, is Donna Noble any good? And, and it really that's how you set up a character with another character. Now, later yeah. on, he comes back, and he's in it more, and then he becomes m more important later on and everything. But he still is there to support the Donna Noble character. So. And he's going to be in the 60th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it does really kind of show you how good he was at what he did. Mm -hmm. that, that he could just, I mean, he just seems so natural. Yeah. As her grandfather, like I bought it immediately that they that this was his granddaughter and they had this really wonderful relationship and they both, you know, knew how awful the mother was. And it was just, you know, I didn't question it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Not for a second. I mean, some of the humor stuff in this with the with the adipote waving at fat and stuff like that. A little silly. Um, some of the effects. Are, yeah, the special effects okay. weren't great. I, I, I mean, when the fat. when the fat was coming out of the body, that was suitably creepy. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you could see that they weren't really there when they were like all walking down the street and stuff. And no. didn't one get run over by a car? <laughs> yeah, I like that scene. <laughs> 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 Slap. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. But, you know, I like, you could see the people that were supposedly, oh, my God, look, it was just so faked. You know, like, the, yeah, their yeah. reaction was odd. But but so. the, the adipose, they're, they're so, they just, they're smiling and they're waving and they're just walking around like like they have no care in the, in the world. Just, they're, little, they're going they're up they're to the baby. spaceship waving to the yeah. doctor, hi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just, that was kind of funny. Yeah, it was kind of funny. I like when Donna gets on board the TARDIS where yeah. they're kind of back and forth and, oh yeah, I'm going to see the world or whatever. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything. And, and then she's like, hold on, you know, opens up and that she has all her luggage and say, here, I'm all re I'm ready for this, you know? And so I thought that was really, that endeared me more to that character because it wasn't like, she's driving around with all her luggage in the car. Yeah. Waiting, yeah. Just waiting. But she, it wasn't yeah. annoying. It wasn't. No. I mean, I like the doctor's reaction, like, "Oh, oh what did I get myself into?" But. Um, and then the but, scene where the TARDIS flies by and 
Wolf sees him in the mic in the telescope and she's waving and the doctor's just like, Yeah, hi. And that was a great <laughs> that was a great scene too, because that you know, there's that interaction together and it's like he gets a payoff because he doesn't, yeah. you know, she's disappearing. He doesn't, he doesn't know where she is. And then boom, sh she found him and he must put together. Did, did he, did he see the TARDIS in the, in the, his first appearance? He, he knew who the doctor was. He knew who the knew doctor the, was. Didn't, did, I don't think. No, they got transmitted down to the planet. Okay. So he, but he might've recognized the doctor standing behind her and then put two and two together to say, ah, I think yeah, in another episode, that. I think another episode that gets mentioned. Okay. <clears throat> now, another scene in this. Um, oh, I, I love the scene where um, the doctor says, "Yeah, I, I want a mate. I, I, I want a mate," and she goes, "You want to mate?" <laughs> and, and just, yeah. I, it, you know, that was a good scene, but. And then, of course, we have to, because it's this season, we have to have a appearance oh, at the Rose. end. Of Rose. Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was the one thing where I was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Ugh, I had forgotten that that happened. It's been a long time since I watched this episode. Yeah. And I'd forgotten that she was there. And when she turned around, I was like, oh, Christ, on a bicycle. Why? Yeah. Yep. Freaking Rose. And, and I felt this is one of the things I didn't like about um, Rose overshadowed Martha to a degree. And yeah. now Martha and Rose, and, and of course Rose is back now is overshadowing Donna and Donna even mentions it. So what happened to Martha and blah, 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 or whatever, you know, and you know, the, the people you were traveling with before, or, or, you know, she didn't know her names, but, um, or she knew Rose's name, I think. Yeah. But, she said, did you ever find Rose? Yeah. And, and down the line, these episodes are halfway decent, so I'm not going to sit there and say this was the worst thing to happen, but just the fact that she kept appearing in the episodes overshadowed it. People, the, afterwards, people were talking about, Rose this and Rose that. I'm like, what? You missed Donna and, and, and her grandfather, and, and, and you're, you're not talking about that. You're talking about Rose at the end, and that's yeah. Midnight's yeah. the same way. I didn't like that because it over. People. Yeah, she was in the view screen, and she goes, "Doctor." Yeah, yeah I didn't like, but it, I, I almost forgot about it. Obviously, I recognized her, and, she, and Donna says, "Can you help me with something?" And she just takes, well, she disappears, and like didn't help her. So it's like, what? Right. But anyways, that was the. Um, so I really, I did really like this episode more than I think I remember liking it. And I liked it a lot. I, I don't think it was my worst. You know, it was pretty good, but I think I liked it more just mm -hmm. having seen the rest of it and just having well-written characters and that aren't annoying and yeah, good chemistry. And that episode is more than 10 years old, too. It's, it was 2008 when it yeah. one came out. So it's hard to believe it's been that long. Partners in crime. Yeah, I think it's 2008. Yeah. Yeah, 14 years ago. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, anything else about this one? Nope. Nope.
Okay. Thanks for listening.